Hey Siri, are you self-aware? I think so. Therefore, I might be. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no. <laughs> You've started the AI apocalypse, Mike. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Welcome to Nerd Murder! Episode 438. It's a podcast. I'm Mike. And, and I'm Lisa. <laughs> again! Hello. It's deja vu all over again. Welcome back, Lisa. Hi, thank you, Mike. How are you? Still good. <laughs> Feels like it's been forever. Oh, I know. <laughs> Much more than 10 minutes or so. <laughs> Science fiction double feature? <laughs> is that what this is? Sure. It's a, it's a sci-fi and horror double feature. Exactly. I'm not sure what the horror part is. <laughs> Maybe it's the tornadoes and the fires and the earthquakes, <laughs> yeah. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Disaster movies. <laughs> Love it. It's funny, my friend, uh, one of my friends posted, what What other than mashed potatoes goes well with meatloaf? And my response had to be magenta, Columbia, and frankenfurter. <laughs> Everybody else was like, oh, you know, noodles with uh, Parmesan, <laughs> potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because they did serve meatloaf for dinner. They did. <laughs> I still love that movie. Oh, it's so great. You know, I was like 10 when I saw that. At, mid- really? at a midnight showing in a, th- in a theater full of people dressed up. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on. I was like, what Did the... Did your what, family what? take you or something? My my uh, very cool aunt and her boyfriend at the time, who is now her <laughs> husband and the father of her three children, um, took me <laughs> to a midnight showing of Rocky Horror Picture Show when I was 10. It was an awakening, wasn't it? Or 11, it? <laughs> maybe. It might have been 11, but still. Yeah. An interesting movie to take... Uh... Take yeah. an eleven-year-old too. <laughs> I got I got hit in the ear with rice. <laughs> it's okay. My first uh, my first time going to see the cast uh, in Chicago. I uh, I got hit in the forehead with a rubber dildo <laughs> <laughs> during the divergentizing ceremony. <laughs> well, of course, they were just launching rubber rubber sex toys into the audience, and I happened to get smacked right in the center of the forehead with one. There, there probably was a lot of that <laughs> getting thrown around at the one I was at, but I didn't, I didn't notice. I remember people throwing toast, like yeah, the whole yep. place threw toast when yep. they had the toast. <laughs> they give you guys the kits with the the newspaper where you cover up. And... No, no, we just nope. walked in there like uh, you know three normal people who must have looked like freaks compared to everyone else who was there in costume. When the weirdos are the normal ones, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody dressed up like sweet transvestites. Yep, I love it. I still love that movie so much. <laughs> and get your toilet paper. Throw your toilet paper. Throw your cards. The toilet paper. Oh, my God. Yeah, that too. Placing <laughs> that movie at least 75 times. <laughs> used to watch it all the time. I've never I've never, never went to another live broadcast or, you know, showing of it yeah. like that. But I've, I've, I've seen it many, many, many times where I could actually, actually understand what the lines were. We actually had a, <laughs> a cast that I was in at Northern Illinois University for a while. So we would put on the show for for college campus all the time, and it was great. I played Magenta. Nice. <laughs> the, the domestic. <laughs> <laughs> Maid outfit. Yes. Yep. It's astounding. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of horror, non, mm-hmm. non-Rocky. Yeah. And sci-fi, which there is, there's some sci-fi in that, too. There is sci-fi. The house is a, a spaceship, science, right? Science <laughs> and they're all aliens. Feature. Yes. <laughs> yeah. When you were on Sweet last week, we, uh, we teased that we would be talking about horror and sci-fi tropes. So let's do it. Let's just get right into it. Yes. What do you yes. got? 
So do we want to attack horror first or do we want to attack sci-fi first? Take your pick. <laughs> well, I would uh I I don't know. I I have stuff to say about sci-fi. I'm I'm not a horror fan. <laughs> Listeners should already know that. Um, we can we can definitely but i'm attack, perfectly uh, willing to discuss i've seen some of it i'm just not a huge fan um all right I, I imagine some of the tropes are like trying to run away but not fast enough oh always <laughs> like that uh there's a scene in nightmare on elm street where and I, and i used to have this happen in my dreams all the time uh where she's like running up the stairs but her feet start to like sink into the stairs oh and it's like elmer's glue in the inside the stairs yeah i've had that in dreams before where like you're trying to run but you can't run fast enough like you're in slow motion but the other guy isn't (laughs) just terrifying really uh i so some of my favorites are um bathrooms the role of bathrooms in horror movies is (laughs) like constantly a thing Oh. I don't know what it is about bathrooms that are so terrifying, but, you know, you get the uh, the bathtub scene in Poltergeist um, or the bathroom scene in uh, the newer version of It, uh, where she's she's in the bathroom and, you know, she hears something in the sink and, you know, she leans down to see what's going on in that drain, which is <laughs> the last freaking thing that I would do. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, something like grabs her, shoots up from the the sink drain and like is pulling her down. It's like hair shoots up and wraps around her head and starts pulling her down. Is that the first part or the second part? Um, I think that was in the first okay. one, I want to say. Yeah, I haven't seen the second. Yeah, the second it, one, yeah. they're adults. Yeah, okay. So this is the so, one where they're kids. Yeah, it's the first one. Um, it's been you know, so long or... since I've seen the first one too that I have to go back and and watch. That's why I haven't seen the yeah. second one yet because I think they're on HBO Max. Yeah, right now. I like these far better than the original. I mean, well, uh, Tim Curry's great, but Bill Skarsgård. Oh yeah, I think is better. Really? Yeah, unpopular opinion, I'm sure. <laughs> plus, the first one was made for TV, so yeah, they can get away absolutely. with a little bit more. And plus, the yeah. special effects are so much better now. I just think Bill Skarsgård does a better job of being terrifying. It's a little bit, it feels darker. Oh yeah, um, it's definitely you know, darker. Tim Curry was like, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a little more scary clown than yeah, demonic evil clown. <laughs> and just like Bill Skarsgård's smile. You know, it's funny. I was uh, I was reading a thing about them filming this, and you know, they had the you know the kids in this, uh, you know, this film, and so they did not want. Bill Skarsgård, Bill Skarsgård did not want to interface at all with the child actors until um, uh, until they were actually shooting. And so they're filming this scene and it's the scene where uh, uh, Pennywise is in this kid's face and this kid is like up against the wall and uh, is you know, terrifying and Bill Skarsgård's like drooling and you know, <laughs> saying all this terrifying stuff. And after that shoot was done, you know, this kid is bawling his eyes out on camera and everything. And Bill Skarsgård looks at him. And he's like, are you okay? And the kid turns to him and he's like, no, I love what you're doing, man. It's great. <laughs> it's like 11-year-old kid. He was like bawling his eyes out. He's like, no, you're great, man. Keep up the good work. He's already such a seasoned actor that yeah, <laughs> it's experiencing totally the full unfazed. emotion, but also doing his job, <laughs> being professional. It's great. Well, speaking speaking of Skarsgård, mm-hmm. uh, Papa Skarsgård was uh, in in Angels and Demons. He was the guy really? who we were meant to think was was the bad guy, but turned out was the good guy. Oh, okay, so it's an <laughs> acting family. I didn't realize uh, I didn't realize that his dad was an actor. Oh yeah, Stellan, Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan. I just like saying scar scars guard. Like, like they you know, know they need to be from Chicago. Yeah, we're we're from uh we're the scars guards there from uh Highland Park. Yeah, um so they're from <laughs> Chicago? No. <laughs> oh, I was like I, I was like, so. is that family from Chicago? I mean there's a there's lot of like, good actors that come like out of there. There's like the circle over on top of the A in their name, so I think uh, yeah. I think they're from <laughs> Scandinavia somewhere. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the the funky characters, foreign characters. Um but yeah, the bathroom trope, uh you know, you have things that coming scene. out of the plumbing, things hiding in yeah. the behind the shower curtain in the bathtub, Thing, the bathtub, things appearing yeah. in the mirror. 
Well, and you have that classic, uh, classic psycho scene in the shower, oh, yeah. the shower curtain. Yeah. Yep. It's great. Um, or Nightmare on Elm Street. There's a scene where Nancy falls asleep in the bathtub and you see Freddy, <laughs> Freddy's claws come up from between her legs. Of course. <laughs> like drag her under the water. Um, you know, all of that or the uh, looking in the foggy mirror, you yep. know. And like you, you go down to brush your teeth and you look up and there's writing in the fog <laughs> on the mirror. <laughs> All of that. Bathrooms are such a trope in horror movies. It's crazy. That's right. Because, uh, because <laughs> the, the door leading out of the bathroom and the window, assuming there is mm -hmm. one leading outside, are only two of the several entry points <laughs> into, yeah. the, into the bathroom. What with, you know, as as George Costanza so eloquently put it, it's all pipes, <laughs> <laughs> which is why it's okay to pee in the shower because it exactly. he, he George Costanza of course was you know trying to justify his own actions. He probably didn't actually know the truth, but he was correct. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 pipe that drains out of your bottom of your bathtub um, takes yeah. that water to the same place that the toilet water goes, so it doesn't matter yeah. if if you pee. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Madonna to uh, taught us on David Letterman, famously, that that uh, pee uh, urine is uh, is antiseptic, and so it's it's okay to pee on yourself. <laughs> well, wasn't there a thing about like uh, if you get a, a jellyfish sting, mm -hmm. you pee on it, it like makes it better? I don't know if that's true or not. Wasn't that a Friends episode where one of them had to pee on the uh -huh. other one because they <laughs> yeah. <on> jellyfish? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, pee on your stings. It'll make it all better. <laughs> Some people will probably even pay you for it. <laughs> well, if you're lucky, you can, you can find a uh, a consenting uh, adult partner who, who is willing to do that with you for free. That's disturbing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So yeah, uh, horror movie tropes. Yeah, I love the bathroom thing um, because you know it's always a, a small confined space, so it plays on your your sense of claustrophobia. Um, you know, if it's a bathtub thing, it plays on you know fear of what's under the water. Yep. You know, mirrors mirrors are always a thing in in horror movies. You know, including old stuff like uh you know you look into the mirror and it's you know a mirror to a different dimension or there's you know it's the one way that you can see a ghost things like that yeah is that a uh, is that scene in train spotting where where you and mcgregor climbs into the dirty toilet like is that oh. technically a horror <laughs> in this context I suppose so <laughs> he was also in angels Don't and demons <laughs> he was the good guy that was really the bad that guy mean. Yeah, <laughs> I need to watch that again. Uh. <laughs> it's been way too long. Really like those. Um, and then, of course, you have uh, the bad guy who won't die. Uh, my personal favorite <laughs> of all movies, Michael Myers. Yeah. They're about to come out with another one. Yeah, I thought I heard something about that. <laughs> there are so many Halloweens, it's ridiculous. But didn't they just come out with one with Jamie Lee Curtis? As um, playing her older character self, like a couple I, of years ago? I don't know about a couple of years ago. There was a remake um, by Rob Zombie. There was Halloween H2O, which was early 2000s that came out, where she had a son who was going to like a private school and I'm trying to think uh, what else. There were so many versions. Actually, look up 20, how many. 2018. Okay, oh, was there so a the 40th? 40th anniversary oh yes we did see that actually yeah there's so many of those like almost as many of those as there are of the annabelle series that franchise is huge it's like the annabelle ones you've got uh the conjuring uh which was 2013 annabelle 2014 then you had the conjuring 2 from 2016 then annabelle creation in 2017 the Nun came out in 2018, which is related kind of loosely, uh, although they don't do a lot of alluding to the other movies until the end of that. Um, and then in 2019, you had The Curse of La Llorona, yeah, which was a fantastic movie. I loved that. 
and then Annabelle comes home in 2019 and they just came out with uh, The Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It, which was also pretty good. I've seen that advertised, but I haven't seen any of these Conjuring movies. <laughs> <laughs> so what are, what are they about very, very quickly? Um, so Annabelle actually is based off of a quote-unquote uh, real story, a uh, true story. Okay. And uh, Annabelle, the real Annabelle, is actually a Raggedy Ann doll that uh, was supposedly uh, possessed. And so, you know, in these horror movies, the doll uh, kind of moves around on its own. And, you know, the doll trope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a, a huge thing because dolls are creepy. <laughs> But, so why uh, wouldn't they come to life and try to kill you? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean that's been a thing for a long time. Uh, there's a Twilight Zone episode uh, with a doll. I'm trying to remember what the Twilight Zone episode was, but it was this doll who just basically hates this guy and uh, basically terrorizes him. Uh, I'm trying to think, Twilight Zone. Let me see which episode that was because it was fantastic there is a while you're looking that up a nature trail here in atlanta called the doll's head trail that is decorated oh. by dismembered dolls and doll heads nope 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 <laughs> no, i am not going <laughs> no you can go during you can go in the daytime <laughs> it's probably not open at night no no hard no hard Terrifying. no <laughs> All right, so the Twilight Zone episode is the uh, called the Living Doll episode, uh, and it's funny because the plot is Annabelle buys her daughter Christy a wind-up doll named Talkie Tina. Oh, Talkie Tina! Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I'm amused because I did not remember that the main character in that is Annabelle. <laughs> so it's interesting, but yeah, uh, Annabelle is actually in a museum someplace out on the east coast um, i'm not sure exactly i want to say it's like the boston area or something like that but it's in this museum of oddities uh, and haunted things uh, that this couple you know keeps and sells tickets to their museum um, but the real annabelle does not look horrific like uh like the one in the movie let's see where is this museum Annabelle. Uh, yeah, there is a Museum of the Occult and Paranormal Investigation Fine. Uh, run by uh, paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren. Let's see. And they have it in a case, you know, with this big sign that says, like, do not remove because <laughs> everybody's terrified of this thing. So according to the Warrens, a student nurse was given the doll in 1970. Uh, they said that the doll behaved strangely and that psych a psychic medium told the student that the doll was inhabited by the spirit of a deceased girl named Annabelle. The student and her roommate tried to accept and nurture the spirit-possessed doll, but the doll reportedly exhibited malicious and frightening behaviors. It was at this point that the Warrens say they were first contacted, moving the doll to their museum after pronouncing it demonically possessed. <laughs> It remains in a glass box at the Warren's Occult Museum in Monroe, Connecticut. Okay, so it's Connecticut. It was some New England area, East Coast area museum because, you know, they have all sorts of crazy stuff. You know, you go out to Boston, they have, uh, well, not Boston, but uh, Salem, and they have all the witch museums yep. and everything up there. So. Well, they have, they have, you know, more history mm -hmm. there because that's where the first... Europeans settled. Yeah. The one that I really want to go to is the Winchester House, which is out here a couple hours north of me, I believe, which was the, uh, are you familiar with that tale, the Winchester House? I'm not sure. So the Winchester House uh, was originally built by Winchester of the, you know, the gun Guns. namesake. Yep. And uh, after Mr. Winchester died, uh, the wife uh, was convinced that she was being haunted by the uh, spirits of the victims of everybody who had died by her husband's guns. Oh, jeez. That these spirits uh, <laughs> told her that she had to continue building onto this house no matter what, or she would be cursed. And uh, 
So she, in her lunacy, <laughs> started building onto this house. This uh, aspect of it, stopped. I think I have heard. Yeah. Yeah. Never stopped until she died. There are uh, all sorts of strange things. There are like stairways that go up to nowhere and just end at a wall. Uh, you know, rooms that are just built strangely. You'll have a door yeah. that just <laughs> you open it and it just drops down 20 feet, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> third floor, third floor room just, uh, you know, opens out into nothing. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Queen yeah. Anne style Victorian mansion renowned for its size, architectural curiosities and lack of any master building plan. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh. well, no, no, just add another room, but just put a staircase up to uh, this tree. <laughs> Wow, how many how many movies have been filmed at this in in this house? Oh gosh, I don't know. Uh, they made a uh, a film about it. Uh, I believe it's just called Winchester, uh, which was pretty pretty well done. I don't know how many. I, I would imagine several have probably been filmed there because uh, it is really really just a creepy creepy place. Uh, in fact, I had a friend stop by who just toured it and uh said that it was absolutely bizarre it's in uh san jose california so the winchester mystery house it's good times yeah there's a 2018 movie called winchester starring helen mirren as sarah winchester was actually a pretty decent movie uh, as far as horror movies go pretty suspenseful um you know, and and they build a lot of suspense. You get that kind of awkward feeling because how can you not in a house like that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just got, you know, staircases that go around and around in circles. And, you know, it's basically an M.C. Escher drawing. <laughs> so is that with conjuring, conjuring ghosts? Is that on your on your list of the, the haunted house? Yes. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Yeah, and there are uh, purported hauntings there, of course. I mean, people see claim hauntings everywhere. Uh, we just went to the Roosevelt Hotel down in Los Angeles and uh, took kind of a tour of that, uh, you know, and there are apparently all sorts of, you know, celebrity deaths there. Uh, let's see, the Roosevelt Hotel in Los Angeles. It's in Hollywood. Roosevelt Hotel Hollywood deaths. Who died in Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel? Not even death can keep many of those stars away now. Marilyn Monroe, the busiest ghost in the biz, supposedly haunts her old room, room 1200, where she lived as her fame grew. Uh, And it's rumored that her first ad was shot at the Roosevelt Hotel's swimming pool. So, yeah, there are a bunch of ghosts there, apparently. (laughs) Was that the basis for that (laughs) season of American Horror Story? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. So if y'all are ever in Hollywood, definitely uh, something to swing by. Um, I can actually send you some pictures of it. It's a beautiful hotel, like super ornate, um, just gorgeous. But, you know, everything down there is. So everything's super fancy. So one of my other favorite horror tropes is the found footage. Oh, yeah. So... I think it's I think pretty much it started with Blair Witch. I think so. Yeah. Which was good first time around, you know. <laughs> you know, once you watch it several times, uh but uh my absolute favorite is a movie called As Above So Below. I don't think I've which, seen that. Oh, it's I believe it's still on Netflix. Um but if you watch it uh basically it takes place in the uh, uh the French catacombs. You know, these students are are going down and touring, and it is bizarre. I don't want to spoiler it too much because it is worth a watch. Um, It's not like a gory horror film, but it is very suspenseful um, and very creepy. Uh, You know, and like toward the end of the movie, they're, you know, like coming out to the street level and things are like upside down. And it's just, it's kind of a (laughs) roller coaster and it's very bizarre. Um, But it is hands down the best found footage film that I've seen as far as building suspense. Cool. I might have to check that out. Yeah. So I saw the original Blair Witch. I haven't seen yeah. the remake or the sequel or whatever. Uh, come out. Uh, Don't bother. You're not missing. 
<laughs> You're and not then, missing anything. And then I don't think um, I watched another found footage movie until Cloverfield. Cloverfield. I was just going to say <laughs> that was a good one, though. Was, you know, giant monsters I, and stuff yeah, attacking. I remembered um, I didn't get like sick or a headache or anything, but I just felt like, you know, weird after watching yeah. Blair Witch in a the theater because it's very shaky. Uh-huh. It's shaky cam. And I remember they had warnings going into Cloverfield, mm-hmm. like big signs and posters warning you that like it's going to be shaky and you might get sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I didn't yeah, have any trouble with that used one. To that. <laughs> it, was, it was a good movie. Uh, you threw the map away. Why did you throw the map away? <laughs> <laughs> Who needs maps in a giant forest? You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've now we've now come to naked and afraid in the woods. <laughs> And uh, Paranormal Activity was pretty good, too, actually. They did real well with that. You know, was, <laughs> when I lived in Illinois, we had uh, we had stairs in our townhouse. And for some reason, my brain would just psych me out. And I would always be terrified to go by the stairs because of that whole trope of getting, like, getting pulled by something invisible by your feet and getting, like, dragged down the stairs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Would just freak myself out. We have a like, very narrow upstairs hallway. And yeah. The stairs come right up into the middle of it and it mm-hmm. tee, they tee into it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so anytime you walk past the stairs, yes. I'm like, I find myself, <laughs> you know, rubbing my shoulder against the, you know, the far wall away. Like, I'm like, I just don't like that it's like magnetic. that close. <laughs> that magnetic pull is going to yank you down the stairs. It's like, I don't even think the hallway is, thir- is uh, three feet wide. I think it's like two and a half oh, or something. There's like... <laughs> Mike hugging the wall. I don't, you know, I'm Mike not. Mike is on a ledge. I'm not afraid some monster, you know, Freddy Krueger is going to like grab my feet and drag me down the stairs. I've, I'm afraid that I'm going to lose my balance because I'm old and just fall down yeah. the stairs. <laughs> don't do that. Break a hip. Uh, (laughs) Well, and I always wondered, you know, because they always show the, you know, something invisible is dragging this person down the stairs and then they drag them into the basement and the door closes. And we're like, what happens from there? Yeah. Does does the ghost give them a stern talking to? (laughs) Does the ghost like uh, duct tape them to a chair and uh, put a bare (laughs) bulb hanging from the ceiling right right in front of their face and interrogate them? (laughs) She will give me all of the information. (laughs) (laughs) why are you living in this house who sold you this house this is my house don't you know that i own this house i was gonna kick out of that scene in uh, poltergeist where uh where the mom sets the kid he's like sitting in the football helmet on the floor and she's got circles and lines (laughs) yeah they're they're playing with the yeah the the force in the kitchen that's dragging something across the floor yeah she's like and there's a tickle in here and then and then you just go it's like you're being pulled But I was also uh, fascinated with that, you know, whole what was on the other side when they went into the closet through the light. Oh, and I think yeah. in Carol Carol it, Ann's room. Is it Poltergeist two or three? I think it was Poltergeist two, where they actually show you, and they did a pretty good job of. It. I mean, it's nineteen eighty special effects, but um, you know, where like the mom, the dad the son and the daughter all like got sucked into the light and they're on the other side and they show this kind of ethereal kind of nothingness. Uh, So yeah, it's worth a watch. And then the third one had the creepy old pastor guy that was apparently some sort of malicious presence. So all three of those were good. I did not like the new one though. Yeah. I was going to say they made one recently, didn't they? Mm Mm-hmm. Was yeah. it a remake or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, total remake. Straight remake of the first one. Yeah, but when you watched, you know, the first one all of your life, then you're like, no, don't remake. You know, it was the same with Ghostbusters. Yeah. People didn't like it being remade. So, traditionalists. Have you had any favorite horror movies? Favorite horror movies? I don't know. I mean, I always loved uh, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I told you not to fall asleep. You had one. <laughs> job 
Oh, Nancy. <laughs> and then what was the one where I I saw most of them, mm-hmm. and but I didn't really care much for for any of the sequels until they they brought they did the one where it was the actors playing themselves oh, and Freddie yeah, came was... to life in real life. Yeah. And Wes Craven uh, Wes was Craven's in it. Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Yeah. Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I really got a kick out of that one. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I I liked all of those. I liked the third one because it had hypnosis in it and like they're all kind of in this mental institution and it was just fun. Oh yeah, that that yeah, that was pretty good. Where like the hands come out of the television, pick the guy up and like shove him headfirst into the television. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to give them points for creativity. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, like I said, I don't. I just don't watch horror movies. But I'm. I have seen a lot of horror movies, and now I'm, now I'm looking at lists of horror movies, trying to figure out <laughs> what, you've what seen. constitutes a horror movie. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, suspense. Well, I mean, you've got a couple of different genres, really. You know, you've got the supernatural horror. Um, you know, the ghosts and whatnot, like EVP. Um, or no, sorry, uh, the movie was White Noise. White yeah, Noise. Yeah. What's, what, what was that about? Uh, White Noise is about EVP, which is electronic voice phenomenon. Oh, okay, yeah. And I think that was Michael Keaton where his wife dies and then he starts getting, like, calls and hearing stuff, uh, you know, on his phone, I believe it was. It's been a long, long time since I've watched that one. And then, of course, you have, you know, your babysitter hack and slash movies. Yeah, those are the ones that I'm not that interested in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, you've got Leatherface and you've got Jason and Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger. And then you have your uh, demonic possession movies, uh, your haunted house movies like uh, The Haunting, which was really good. That had uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh. So there's, you know, there's a lot of different genres. And then your classic horror movies. Sadly, for being a horror movie fan, I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen any of the classics, like, you know, Frankenstein. Oh, uh, Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) Like the original, (laughs) you know, Swamp Thing. (laughs) You mean, uh, you mean Young Frankenstein? (laughs) That I have seen. (laughs) Because that's that's a, that's a classic horror movie, right? It's in black and white. Yeah, you could say that. I, I feel like that's an older version uh, on par with a uh, uh, scary movie, <laughs> you know, where they're making fun of the horror tropes. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty fun. much any Stephen King movie. I've seen most. Yeah. I've seen most of those. Stand by me. Stand by. I don't know. Technically, that that's a horror considered movie. Considered a horror movie. I, I suppose. Yeah. I guess. Christine. Christine was good. Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen that. That's great. Classic car that comes to life. Mm-hmm. Carrie. That one I don't think I've seen. I mean, it's iconic. You know, you see the prom queens. St- oh, man. Okay, now it's giving me ideas for death prom. <laughs> <laughs> or death proms. We must have more death proms in the future. It'll be great. Just covered in, go covered in blood as Carrie vampire movies are those horror movies yeah absolutely interview with a vampire underworld (laughs) so when underworld first came out because we were playing vampire the masquerade at the time and uh, they also had a a werewolf game going in our town uh we went to the movie theater with little flags and on one side it said the vamp it said vampires the other side it said go werewolves and we would <laughs> hold them up and change depending on who was winning at the time yeah Kate <laughs> Beckinsale is great in those and Bill Nighy Bill Nighy's great I don't think it's I've really seen any of those oh Underworld no, oh those are no. real good no I've seen you know all the like the 70s and 80s stuff but then after that love it first love it first bite <laughs> <laughs> i like the nightlife <laughs> what is that it's from love it first bite back in oh god it was it had to be like early 80s it was kind of a comedic vampire movie 
Let's see who was in it. This has been a long time. I was just looking at the first bite. These lists and Lost Boys is on there. That's oh, basically, yeah. I mean, that could almost be a sequel to Stand By Me, right? Lost Boys? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. It's got a lot of the same actors in it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to keep her Sutherland in that. All right. So, Love at First Bite was a vampire spoof on Count Dracula. And it had George Hamilton as Count Dracula. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dracula with a tan? That doesn't yes. make any sense. <laughs> uh, Dracula's yeah, supposed he... to be... He can't, he can't be in the sun. How does Dracula have a tan? <laughs> it's funny. The, uh, the government of Transylvania appropriates his castle. Count Dracula is then obliged to relocate and decides to give New York City a try. Oh, jeez. <laughs> And suffers all manners of adjustment problems. You don't say. So this is this is a comedy, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you seen Interview with a Vampire? No, actually, I haven't. Mm, it's real good. I guess I I'm looking at the at these lists, and and I'm pretty much a you know if it if it crosses another genre. If it's mm-hmm. if it's a if it's a comedy horror or a sci-fi horror, I I'll watch I'll watch it. But if it's straight horror, you yeah. know, like you said, like the camp hack and slash, yeah, hack and slash, like Camp Crystal Lake, <laughs> death camp, or you know, kill the babysitter yeah. or whatever, like all the movies that <laughs> Scream babies. Scream makes fun of. But all but I've seen Scream, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like any of the movies that Scream's makes fun of, but great. I like Scream. So. <laughs> Well, and I love uh, I love the scene from Scream where he's watching uh, he's on the couch and he's watching uh, the original Halloween movie and he's like he's right behind you, Jamie. He's he's right behind you, Jamie. Which is funny because the actor's name is Jamie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's like he's right behind you. <laughs> it's great, real fun. Yeah, I like. But, yeah, there are so many tropes. I like any kind of uh, you know. UFO or alien abduction. Oh yeah. Sci-fi horror. Tell me you've seen Fire in the Sky. I have. That's a good movie. I've <laughs> I've pretty much seen them all. What was the the last one that that got any kind of traction or or was mm. advertised was was it the fourth kind? Oh, I haven't seen that. That one I was okay. It wasn't as that. good as the preview made it seem. <laughs> <laughs> Is it based on close encounters like is it a remake or oh no i think it's it's i think it's based on a true story but it's uh it's okay it's just alien visitations at a at a particular house if i remember correctly huh yeah i remember watching close encounters of the third kind uh back way back when my dad used to love that one too you know we used to watch all of these movies together and uh and you know we always loved close encounters that's great <laughs> and, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I've probably seen that, but like when I was a kid, and I don't yeah. remember it. Yeah. But I I made um I made Allison watch Close Encounters for the first time recently. Oh really? She had never seen it. She like it? I think so. She liked it okay. Richard Dreyfus playing with his mashed potatoes. <laughs> Make. I've been to Devil's Tower too. It's really. Like it's I something go else there. to see. Yeah. It's awesome. My sister it's an old and, volcano core. Yeah. My sister and, and her family were just out, out there on their yearly summer mm-hmm. trip that they all Was take that together. their first time seeing that? No, they've had, they've been there before. It's pretty but, fantastic. But they posted they posted a series of photos on Facebook of them climbing. They got like all the way up to the base of where it goes vertical. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know? And there was a a photo of uh of them toward on um, like a couple of them on the toward the left hand side mm-hmm. and so i i put the i responded to i commented with the quotes from the movie no no you don't want to go that way you want to go and then i commented <laughs> on the photo of them going to the right hand side and i'm like yeah 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 there's a, th- a 300 drop straight down 300 foot drop straight down no you want to go over here where <laughs> it's all the stuff that richard drive is the same because he sculpted it and he knows the yeah. you know the the contours of the land and the the whatever the mom from uh I can't think of her name. The mom from <laughs> from a uh, uh, Christmas story <laughs> yeah. is like I never envisioned that. I always just painted the one side. <laughs> but yeah, well, we ended and- up we ended up watching um, 
Because mm-hmm. there's, there's, I think, three versions of it. There's the theatrical cut. Uh-huh. There's the special edition, which has all of this extra stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Steven Spielberg went back like 20 years later and mm-hmm. cut some stuff out of the special edition. Really? And that's the director's cut. I need to see. And so I, like I ended up, because I bought it on iTunes and it came with all three versions. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Did I, you watch all three of them in a row? <laughs> I watched all, th- well, over over a period of time, I watched all three of them and determined that the direct, the director's cut really is the best one. That's the one you're, you want to watch. So that's the one I watched with yeah. Allison. <laughs> <laughs> well, and apparently, um, apparently people climb that thing all the time, but oh, yeah. there are only certain times of the year that you can climb it. Because it is also uh, sacred Native American grounds, um, and there are certain times that you cannot. Like, they don't oh, yeah? let tourists. Yeah. Also, they it's, don't let tourists in. It's dangerous because the the um those yeah. columns of of stone are mm-hmm. separate yeah. from each other, and they're mm-hmm. you know obviously it's like water gets in from the top, and, yeah. and in the winter it'll freeze, and that's what causes it to spall. And that's yeah. what that's what all the the chunks of rocks around the base well, are. Is 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 it? It's it's, it's basically slowly, lava rock. Yeah, and it's it's so, it's slowly um kind of corroding. Yeah, crumbling. Yeah, over time. Well, not surprising when you have people like putting picks in it and stuff like that. You're going to get pits and. I would think that they would know, not let anybody climb it in the winter Mm-mm. because of yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> but you know. People want their thrill seeking. But what what I loved about um, Close Encounters is, you know, Fran is it Francois Truffaut, the French filmmaker who played yeah. Lacombe, I think is his name. That character is based on Jacques Vallée. Jacques Vallée, who is like the original UFO researcher. Oh, really? Yeah, and he's written. Okay, now I need to look this guy up because I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I think Passport to Magonia is his <laughs> famous book. I need to read that. But I didn't know that. I, like I didn't know that like the first, stuff. you know, until the internet and you could research, yeah. you know, look these things up. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that that was that was based on Jacques Vallée. I thought that was really cool. And Jacques Vallée you... is actually No, he's not, is he in it? Huh. I think he's in it. But also um uh who is the guy? The guy that did um Project Blue Book. Oh, they just made History Channel made a made a series with uh, the guy, the actor that played Littlefinger, played him. Um, oh, <laughs> you know, Game of Thrones. Littlefinger, Game of Thrones. Yeah, Project Blue Book. I'm not familiar with. Well, that's the real, you know, the the original government huh. investigation uh, UFO UFO in, program into UFOs that was really just a cover up. But the guy that was in charge of it. You know, the civilian scientist that they hired. Aiden Gillen, Michael Malarkey. It's more things for me to watch. <laughs> oh, J. J. Allen Hynek. Okay. So he was like the original American UFO researcher, and Jacques Vallée is the French one. But they're both see that. actually in the movie. Like, they have cameos. Huh. This a history channel encounters. thing you said? Um, no, I was talking about Close Encounters. Uh. Yes. Blue Book. I think it's just called Blue Book. Oh, I'm seeing, uh, I'm looking at a TV series called Project Blue Book. Yeah. Which apparently is, uh, yeah, History Channel. Robert Zemeckis was executive producer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Produced by A&E Studios. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, going back to uh, Fire in the Sky, that, that movie always makes me cringe because you have that that uh, scene where he's like strapped down to a table and they're doing the eyeball thing and uh-huh. they put some sort of like milky fluid in oh, the eye yeah. and then are drilling down. I'm like, no, 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 no. But uh, that movie was fantastic. That and um, Signs. Yep. I like Signs. I love Signs. Yeah. <laughs> Crop circles. Did you ever see Communion? I don't think so. You know What's the book a... though, right? Uh, I'm familiar with you know that it was alien based but i never read it well that's the you know alien abduction whitley streber i need to watch that then well <laughs> that's the, going the, on the list the movie's actually the movie's really good except for the special effects because it's a low budget independent movie 
So the special effects of the, no, no, it's from the eighties. The eighties. So the special effects of the aliens are kind of, eh, but it's got Christopher Walken in it. <laughs> okay, you can't go wrong with Christopher. <laughs> no, Walken. you can never go wrong with Christopher Walken. <laughs> We're going to space. We need more cowbell. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I always like the uh, the the humans who are cryogenically frozen trope in sci-fi. Are, <laughs> you know? are we on the sci-fi now? <laughs> wake up. <laughs> Apparently, you know, we're on UFOs, so it seems uh it seems, seems like, like we've, a good transition. We've crossed we've crossed the the border from the horror into sci-fi. <laughs> I mean, there's some overlap there, you know. Oh, tons. Yeah. I'm pretty true. Ter- like aliens. I mean, that could be considered a sci-fi, but that could also be considered a horror movie, I'd say. Depending on how, yeah, like Fire in the Sky. That's Yeah. It's horrific. Absolutely horrific. Um, Cloverfield, you know. Yep. You can, like, giant monsters. Oh, what was... Um, did you see uh, the newer version of War of the Worlds? No, I haven't. Tom Cruise. Actually, pretty interesting. These things like shooting down from outer space, and then all of a sudden, these things start emerging from the ground. These monsters, alien monsters, and it was it was pretty good. I haven't seen. I want to see it. I have an aversion to anything with Tom Cruise in it because you know Scientology. <laughs> Tom Cruise. I want to see it though, but I I don't because I haven't seen the first one. <laughs> or at least if I did, I you know I mean I've seen so many clips from the original that. I don't know if I've seen it or not, you know. I'd like to listen, sit down and listen to, to the, the original, original broadcast. Yeah, Orson Welles. That terrified everybody and sent everybody okay, into we'll a see. panic. Now, you're just, now you've just made it even more difficult for me because now I have to go back and listen to the original radio broadcast, then watch yeah. the original movie, and then watch the Tom Cruise movie. So you have all sorts of marathons between... I guess. <laughs> like War of the Worlds, Bill and Ted... <laughs> Well, I, fin- I did that one. That's that's the one that you have to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. About- um, I was... Oh, go ahead. No, go- I was going to say, what about robots? Robots are good. Um, or the and trope kind of, of like AI, AI coming to life. Taking, yeah. yeah. That's why I'm always nice to my, uh, my Echo Dot. I shall not name her name because she will come to life and ask me what I want. <laughs> She's yeah. right next to me. I mean, I think... But- at this point, what we what we know is coming. You can't have robots without AI. Like yeah, robots on not. their own, like just robots, that's lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's robots that start thinking and become conscious. We gotta, yeah, try to make them as human as possible. Which is a terrifying thought, honestly. But then what is the, you know, what is the reality behind that? Because I've heard some conversations. Um, actually, they were talking about it once on NPR about, you know, AI coming to life and, you know, how we're teaching them how to make decisions, you know. But really, those decisions are a, a result of what humans put into them. So, yeah. At what point does it actually become sentient? I think when it realizes that it, that it isn't when it becomes self-aware <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's hope that doesn't happen <laughs> yeah don't program that in <laughs> i'm gonna Ro- have to interview people. my i'm gonna have to interview my amazon echo dot on that. <laughs> are you aware of yourself <laughs> well does it, let's see does it work the alarm didn't work through the phone. I don't know if this is going to work through the phone. Hey, Siri, are you self-aware? I think so. Therefore, I might be. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no. <laughs> You've started the AI apocalypse, Mike. What's wrong with you? <laughs> A man in Georgia started the entire thing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're going to make a movie about this, though. It's okay. <laughs> It'll be great. Podcast becoming famous for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> back, in the so be- then... back in the before times, <laughs> when humans ruled the planet, 
there was this idiot that did this podcast that asked his smartphone a question. It was all downhill from there. And now we're all dead. <laughs> or batteries or something. I don't know. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so the other trope, the other sci-fi trope that I really like is the uh, whole idea that Earth has just gone to crap and uh, people are are uh, going up to, you know, either another planet or a mothership, but, you know, only the rich are, you know, in the mothership, but then the poor find a way to take it over, you know, like a screw the man kind of thing. Post-apocalypse. Yeah. Or like, like immediately after the apocalypse. Yeah. That's kind of like, uh, that's kind of how 2012 ends. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like, but we have Uh, a plan. The plan doesn't include letting all those people onto our ship. (laughs) But their ship is broken. Tough. <laughs> a really good movie on that trope is Elysium. Elysium. Okay. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, and Alita Battle Angel actually uh, deals with that, that subject, too. You know, going up to the, the beautiful mothership and, you know, she lives with her quote-unquote father, creator, whatever, uh, you know, on this... <laughs> dumpster of a planet yeah and wally actually is kind of like that too i haven't seen wally i should watch surprised kind of a good political statement on the future of things because yeah, like, isn't it it's it's like the is it a whole planet that's a garbage dumper yeah. uh-huh yeah and like everybody uh everybody living there like is sitting in chairs like nobody walks anymore and everybody <laughs> is like they just have their cups with a straw and that's their meals. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like convenience and laziness. Well, I'm like 95% of the way there as it is. <laughs> so yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I sit all week. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just, uh, I just got to, I just got to work here at my home office. I moved from one chair to another and uh, give me a second to log into the, uh, company internet and attach my feeding tube. Okay, I'm ready to go. <laughs> you get to upload information into your brain. I mean, you know the <laughs> the first the first part of lockdown last year, it was kind of like that. I mean, I just I got yeah. I started ordering groceries online and then just like taking the box from the front door into my home office space and just like eating out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> Ate a lot of snack food. You know, actually, that was later. That was later on after. <laughs> Because I lost, I lost my COVID nineteen, and then I gained it, gained back COVID twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big same. After I had a, trying to take that off a, now, had a big deadline, and like didn't leave my my chair for two months. <laughs> it had nothing to do with lockdown; just, it was just work. We're just gonna give you a USB blender. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Worse yet, we're just gonna give you Soylent. Yeah, oh. Soylent Green. <laughs> recycle reuse he's 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 really uh he's really gr- grown to uh, not just tolerate but in- enjoy the uh blend of uh doritos chocolate ice cream and uh <laughs> and uh, uh 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 chips ahoy cookies so you know let's just uh go ahead and substitute people in there and see what he does <laughs> no he didn't notice nope all right keep feeding him people <laughs> cannibalism at its best <laughs> <laughs> have you watched hannibal at all and is that a no new show oh man uh oh oh that's the uh, new one with mass mickelson oh what so good mass mickelson that's not new no the new one is clarice that's the one i'm thinking of that's new yeah yeah uh so this was before this that one was... Yeah, I think this one was about, I don't know, I want to say maybe it came out about five years ago, but it's outstanding. Okay. But it is the Silence of the Lambs universe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Back to horror. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was better than Anthony uh, Anthony really? Hopkins. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's high praise. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Hopkins is fantastic, not to discredit his performance oh, in no, the film, no. but, uh, but this was... A fantastic show, um, you know, and a lot of very kind of detective work, almost uh, Sherlock Holmes and Watson style, um, a lot of psychology and that. Uh, and my favorite chef was the one who staged all of the 
food. Uh-huh. Who's that? <laughs> the meals. Uh, it's Jose Andres, uh, who owns several uh, restaurants in Washington, D.C. Oh, so you've uh, actually eaten this this person's food. This isn't a, show, a TV have, chef. Yeah. Um, I ate at a restaurant, not to get too far off topic, but uh, at his restaurant called Oyamel, uh, which is based off of a uh, a city in Mexico. Uh, known for its butterflies. So there are these translucent butterflies all over. And uh, I had a uh, taco de chapulines, which was grasshopper taco. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. This uh, was uh, this was what inspired the Nurburger food blog. Yes. <laughs> just tell people you have a food blog. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> we just did one of those on the uh, naked chicken chalupa. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> And how is what is what was the uh, verdict on we, the naked chicken chalupa? We gave it four to four and a half naked chickens out of five. Out of five? Yeah, we had an huh. we 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 got them on a good day. We had an an exceptional couple of naked uh, chicken chalupas. <laughs> I mean, at least the naked chickens are wrapped in a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> a nice blanket of delicious fried breading. Yes. <laughs> yes, I like chalupas, chalupas. Yeah, but we miss- they're good to you know eat while you're watching sci-fi. Oh, of course. Well, yeah, we re- realized that we had missed the naked chicken chalupa its first time around, and we so we had to had to make it happen. I wonder what a like a fried chicken chalupa would be like. You know, put crispy chicken in inside of the mm-hmm. the chicken be shell. Pretty delicious. Like double yeah. double fried chicken chalupa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fried why not? Chicken, fried chicken squared. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Let's see. Should wrap up soon. Oh, but, yeah. Um, it is getting late. Yeah. My, my, uh, okay. How about you? All time, all time favorite uh, trope, whether it's horror or sci fi. Mm. Out of the bunch. Or, or pick two. Pick one of each if you need to. <laughs> pick two. Um, I have to say, out of all of them, I really like the uh, the supernatural horror trope of you know uh, somebody has has died and is known to have died, but is calling you on your cell phone <laughs> from like the afterlife. <laughs> like I like the supernatural horrors a lot better than the uh, the hack and slash. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I I was just always hunting and all of that stuff, kind of fun. Uh, I don't know if I believe necessarily in ghosts. I I definitely believe in the possibility of ghosts. Um, I don't see that it's necessarily a supernatural thing. If they do exist, it's just a natural thing that we don't quite understand yet, but it's just part of physics. Yeah. So I, I I think the same thing. And, and, um, you know, if, if, if scientists would actually look in the right places, they would find it. But they don't I mean, look. <laughs> mathematically, they've shown that there are other dimensions. So, well, yeah, no. there's a lot that we haven't discovered yet. I had, um, I had a dream um, that a relative of mine passed away and came to me in the dream, and mm-hmm. then the next day uh, we got the phone call saying that the relative had died. The oh day, the day before, but no, we didn't know. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's my ghost story. That is. That's <laughs> that's stuff that happens in uh, in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Uh huh. That is crazy. Um, I've caught what I suspect to be an apparition uh, on camera. Uh, oh wow! My boyfriend. Yeah, my boyfriend and I at the time totally unexpected. We weren't there like ghost hunting or anything. But we went to this place called Raven's Grin Inn in Mount Carroll, Illinois. It is a year-round haunted house attraction, uh, which is like an entertainment attraction, but it's also purported to be actually haunted. And people come from all over the United States. People have come from out of the country to see this. Uh, He was on National Geographic Homes and Wild Chicago featured him. And uh, they always talk about this lady in white. And uh, he said he, they were like, oh, who was, who was that lady in white? And he's like, there's nobody else that lives here. So 
if I were able to do that, they're like, oh, that's a great special effect. He said, if I were able to do that, I wouldn't be here. I'd be in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we were taking a picture outside of the house. And this house is uh, has been a variety of things. It's probably well over 100 years old. Uh, and it's built into this uh, limestone bluff, which if you are into metaphysics, limestone is supposed to be highly conductive. Um, yep. And at the bottom of the cliff is a like 150 year old cemetery, like a historic cemetery. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll post this picture for your viewers. Yeah. Um, but there is this white apparition that looks like a head. Um, you see kind of diagonal shoulders and an arm and what looks like, you know, part of a skirt. Um, and it was a dry night when we took it. I did take it on film. So, you know, it's possible that it's an anomaly. But, uh, you know, I had thrown the pictures in a drawer and never really looked at them and then picked them up one day. And oh, I was my. like, oh, wow. Yeah. And so it's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was spooky. What the heck I is that? freaked the hell out when I saw that. So it's good times. My um, My sister... And her family, the house that they live in was built in like 1905 or something. And mm -hmm. they have all seen a little girl. Really? In the house at some point. Have they done any history research on it? I don't think so. No. I think they tried but couldn't find anything. So that's the other thing is, you know, people in movies always go to, you know, the local library and or city hall and look up the, uh, we did some research on your house. And it turns out there was a murder here mm -hmm. in 1925, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or they, they found a demonic cult in the basement. <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> well, that explains the pentagram in the floor. <laughs> Wondered why that was there. It's a hell mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Good times. Hey, Mike, do we have a question? We don't. Ah, <gasps> sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he needs to get on top of it. Send us another question. <laughs> well, he stopped sending questions when he became a regular guest, but then uh, he's he hasn't responded to the scheduling emails, so I'm not sure what's going on. Send proof of life, Kevin, please. We're worried. <laughs> this was fun. Yes. Thank you. So I'm going to go binge watch some shows. All right. <laughs> going to do my uh, do my duty. <laughs> That's right. Get the go watch yourself. Watch you some Veep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, and what was the other one? Avenue Five. Yeah, Avenue Five is uh, it's it's pretty good. It it gets better as it gets going as more yeah. more and more chaotic things happen. Um, yeah. <laughs> the the first, it take it takes like i mean and this is the, this is true with every new show it takes like 3 or 4 episodes before it really finds its right. footing and gets going so just be a little be a little patient with it and enjoy all of the colorful colorful language <laughs> <laughs> have you watched the expanse i have not but i keep hearing that i should it is outstanding yeah. it's really really good maybe that'll be maybe that'll be the next one because we're right, right now we're shopping around for a new show so it's good. It's okay. worthwhile. Is so. that ongoing? Is that they're yeah, currently uh, making new just, ones? And... They just came out with the new season. Okay. I that's, think yeah, season that's... five. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. And we'll, um, we've got lots of uh, stuff that we didn't get to. Um, it's all kind of uh, sort of space and UFO related. So we should just do a, the UFO show next time. Yeah. We got yeah. to talk about this Pentagon report that came out. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. Did you read that? No. Yeah, the first in a series that was uh, uh, part of the $2.3 omnibus spending and coronavirus relief package passed back in December. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. It dictated That's these regular money. releases by the DOD about uh, UFOs, or UAPs really? as they're calling them now. Yeah. Interesting. Wait, what are they calling them now? UAP, Unidentified UAP. Aerial Phenomenon. Huh. Because I guess object is too specific. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenon, which like could include, you know, swamp gas. <laughs> or, yeah. Well, light, you know, if it's just a light. Yeah. It's not physical. It's just light. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anything could be, you know, it could be weather phenomena. 
Yeah. Every time we have a launch and people see lights in the sky, it's funny because every time there's a launch here, you see the uh, all the YouTube reports of, oh, there's an alien. We're like, yeah. oh, dude, it's a rocket. It's, it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's Elon. <laughs> <laughs> just Elon. I mean, he is kind of a UFO. Himself. <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. He's a little alien, but. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a, um, uh, an un understandable, um, I'd yeah. include genius because he is kind of smart. <laughs> Uncomprehensible. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's, Lying. The, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Incomprehensible? No, that I got that. I'm trying to think of the middle word. Any? Yeah, forget it. He's <laughs> he's just Elon. <laughs> the solar rays, Mike. It's the solar rays. It's They're got, invading your head. It's got to be the solar rays. <laughs> we better we better wrap this up before they destroy the whole show and the planet. And I'm gonna then, go hang out with the governator. And then everybody curses Nerdburger in the post-apocalypse. <laughs> Back before the burgering. <laughs> All right. Like a white wolf game, nerd the burgering. There you go. <laughs> Lisa, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm going to go hang here. out in the apocalypse. That's right. Say hi to the governator for us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, boy. And you can find us at nerdburgershow.com and email us nerdburgershow at protonmail.com. Join us next time on Nurburger when I don't know something happens. People do things and talk about stuff. And then several weeks later, Lisa returns again and we talk about UFOs and aliens. Yay. <laughs> Baby.